Welcome to the Eat Local CNY podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Tringale, and this week's episode, my guest is John Timmerman. I'm not really sure how I know John. It's just one of those people that you wind up hitting follow or friend requesting on social media, and I've been uh, following John on social now for maybe a year or more. Um, I reached out and wound up having coffee with him a few months ago just to kind of introduce myself and uh, connect with him. And especially recently, I've been seeing a lot of what he's doing because he's uh, putting on a conference this September, uh, September 17th, I believe, at the On Center. It's called the No Bull Conference. And it's not only is their vision for this conference and what it's going to do for Syracuse and the area, the central New York area, not only is that very impressive, but they also have the keynote speaker for the conference is going to be Gary Vaynerchuk. That's a really big deal to have, in my opinion, it's a very big deal to have somebody of that caliber coming to Syracuse, New York to speak at a conference. Um, how John and his team have gone out there and hustled to make this happen is you'll hear about it in today's episode. It's really uh, quite extraordinary in my opinion. And so I've told you that we're going to be doing themes here in the podcast. And, um, you know, we just kind of came off of our coffee roaster month. We had Paul on the podcast and I loved that episode. I really hope that you checked it out. Um, just talking about kind of working maybe too much or building or whatever it is as an entrepreneur. And I haven't really set out what the next theme was going to be where I'm working on a vegan month coming up. I'm working on distillers coming up and those are going to be in the next month or two. I didn't really have a set theme. Um, but if anything, I guess what it's kind of naturally shaping up to be, and that is sitting down and talking with entrepreneurs about, um, kind of how they do it and their mindset with certain things. And you'll, you'll get what I'm talking about in today's episode. Um, let me just say that I know you're going to love this podcast uh, I know you're going to love this week's episode, and it really just did so much for me to be able to sit down and talk with John, somebody who's very successful, and kind of get his perspective to kind of help me shape mine. And anyways, having said all that, before we get into the episode, I just want to give a shout out to Recess Coffee. They just opened up their third location on Tip Hill, so huge shout out to them. They are one of our uh, partner restaurants on the Eat Local CMY card. And their new location accepts the Eat Local CMY card. So you can head over to eatlocalcmy.com and purchase your Eat Local CMY card for $20. And then whenever you visit one of the 116 participating restaurants, when you spend $25 or more, just show your card and you get $5 off your bill. You can use it over and over and over again until the end of this year, 2020. So head over to eatlocalcmy.com, pick up your card, go check Recess Coffee out in Tip Hill. Uh, great people. We were drinking their coffee on today's episode. Their steeped coffee, delicious coffee. Highly recommend it. Go check them out. Also, I just want to say, if you haven't joined our text group, then send us a text message at 315-284-5855. We send out so much information there. We tell that group first about everything that happens. Podcast alerts, um, new restaurants that are joining the card, special discounts and offers at some of the participating restaurants. If you're in the text group, you hear about it before anybody else does. So send me a text 315-284-5855 and we will add you to the group. Without further ado, here is my conversation with John Timmerman.
All right, man. So we're sitting here with John Timmerman from a few different companies. Yeah. And you've got, let me pull this up. You've got Good Monster, which is what I first know you from the mm-hmm. most because I don't know if it was the Facebook ads or I don't know if you did run a Facebook ad. But for some I just was seeing those videos all the time. I think yeah. it was last year. From me or? From you. Yeah. yeah. So we did, we put out a few different types of content. Yeah. So originally, you know, Good Monster started from nothing. It was just me. Yeah. Well, actually, it was me and a, a partner who's no longer with us. But yeah. Uh, so I've been very used to doing all the content and everything. But since I guess last year, we've started to expand mm-hmm. into more design-based content, putting things out that are educational to people. Obviously, yeah. want them to see our knowledge in marketing. But yeah. yeah, I still do quite a few content videos. Yeah. Has that ever been a challenge? Like, I mean, I, I guess I know your answer to this already, but has that ever been a thought that crossed your mind if you're putting out like, cause those videos you were doing were educational for restaurants. Yeah. Um, cause I think it, maybe that's what it was last year is you were talking a lot to kind of restaurants from what I remember, but has it ever been a thought of like, you don't want to put out something that's educational on how to do something because you're worried maybe now they won't hire you or maybe a competitor would see it and then take that. Zero percent of me has ever <laughs> thought that. I mean, restaurant owners are fucking busy. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, the, and it's, it's rare for them to have a marketing person dedicated. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you know, the, the more successful the restaurant, the more likely that is. Yeah. Um, or if they have multiple locations, that kind of thing, you mm-hmm. know? So I never thought it would be, um, take honestly i didn't even care either because if they do take it and run with it and it's working great then they're going to grow and then eventually they're going to need somebody yeah and they're either going to hire somebody <laughs> full-time or they're going to hire an agency like us so that's like a pretty, it, that's a good way to look it doesn't at really it. matter yeah. either way but yeah also it's just fun like i love talking about stuff that i love yeah and i understand and i understand marketing and culture deeply and and i love talking about it so it's just a sort of an outlet also yeah also it helps me learn yeah. i mean you might have heard this before but one of the best ways to learn is to talk about something, hmm. right? Cause you're either forced to research it before you talk about it. Yeah. Um, or you talk about it enough that you start to, you know, talk with other people and, hmm. and just putting it out there and whether it's public speaking or podcasts like this or videos, you know, you're sort of forced to know your shit or, <laughs> or not, and yeah. nobody's going to watch it or see it, you know? Yeah, so for sure. it's a really great way for me to learn too. Yeah. Did you ever, do you ever, uh, maybe in the earlier days, put something out and kind of think to yourself, do I know this 100% before I start talking about it? Because I feel like that only because I run into so many, and especially on like the internet, I hear so many different sides to um, how, let's say a Facebook ad, you know, what works, right? Uh, how to do certain things that it's, I've, you know, it's kind of hard to find like the definitive, this is the one accurate way, you know, to do something. So when I put, when I, if I put out a piece of content or like a Instagram story where I'm talking about something, I always say, I don't know if this is right or not, but it's what's worked for me. Yeah. Um, no, I don't think I ever have. Number one is I try not to talk about things that I don't know a hundred percent. Right. So, um, so that's one thing, but even like the first thing that pops into my head is I did a YouTube a video that went on YouTube mm-hmm. um, and it was, it was comparing some platforms that we work with at Good Monster. So Magento versus Shopify versus big commerce, I think was the, mm-hmm. was the video. And it was basically just talking about companies that were 
so this wasn't really restaurant companies, but companies that were retail built. Okay. Right? So we have a client that is in every Target store, Bed Bath & Beyond, all the major box stores, mm-hmm. but they don't really have a, a very successful e-commerce business. Okay. Right? So that's then they come to us. Hmm. So um, it was sort of something we were dealing with at the time. So I'm like, this is something a lot of companies are going to be faced with. So I went on and I talked about the differences between the platforms okay. and um, how, you know, Magento is is kind of a an, an older platform that has a lot of fans and it's grown and there's some there's some um, shortcomings to that. And here's the ones that Shopify fills in. Shopify is like the new, easier, hmm. you know, uh, thing. But then some people don't like it because it didn't scale. Like there's yeah. all these different things, right? They all work. Yeah. It's more it's more preference than anything, honestly. Yeah. But then I had somebody comment because I think I mentioned in there uh, an old n- number of how many websites were built on Magento versus how many were on Shopify versus how many were on Big Commerce. Mm-hmm. And I think I said that um, that. I didn't even say for sure in the, in the episode, I actually said like, I think the majority at currently today were, are built on Magento mm-hmm. and then, um, and then, sh- uh, Shopify and then big commerce is the least. And yeah. like somebody commented like on all of the, the videos and then all the other comments saying like, this guy's full of shit. He doesn't <laughs> know his stats. I'm like, dude, I got a stat wrong. Like, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, man. My, yeah. my opinion on the different platforms are still the same, you know? So yeah. like, I don't know. There's always stuff you don't know where it's like slightly inaccurate. I mean, we're yeah. talking about Gary Vaynerchuk. He even says shit oh, that's yeah. probably not 100% accurate, right? Yeah, but it's, sure. it doesn't mean he doesn't know his stuff, you know? Yeah. I um, I just recently got to that point. Like, I don't, like that guy commenting on all the stuff. I don't know how, like if that bothered you or not. But no. uh, like having like a small Instagram account and... Um, I would just comment on everything, especially Gary's advice of like commenting on everybody's comments, yeah. right? You know, replying back. I And in the beginning, I never did that. They commented. I was like, oh, cool. You know, that's it. I never acknowledged it or anything. Yeah. And then I went through a phase where I really specifically commented back to everything within the first like five or 10 minutes. Um, up until recently, uh, I was doing that. But recently, I've just been... I don't comment back, especially when it's negative stuff. Cause like I'll post, I did a podcast on, um, uh, a couple weeks ago on like, um, the food trucks in downtown Syracuse and like they may, uh, the city might be taking away some of the dates that they have available to them. Mm-hmm. And there's restaurant owners who are like, yeah, fuck the food trucks. Like I'm in downtown, I'm paying rent. And I'm here every day. I don't want a fucking food truck showing up here on Tuesday to take yeah. my lunch business from me, right? And then there's others that are like, fuck that, you know, go after City Hall. Let's, you know, we need our food trucks here. Yeah. And uh, six months ago, I would have been right there replying to every comment, like really getting into it. And on that episode, I uh, was just like, nah, I'm not going to comment back on any of them. Yeah. And I just got to that point where the stuff doesn't, you know, my wife has doesn't a story. bother you as much anymore. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Rebecca has a story of me like on a Sunday night after I posted some dumb video up for four hours commenting back to every person that said something on it. And then not only that, but then like telling her what everybody was saying on it. Yeah. That was not a good night for her in the. There's something interesting that will happen though, and maybe I can change your mind about the negative comments. Yeah, please. Um, listen, I don't, I don't have huge followings on my social media. Mm. I am active, 
quite honestly, in all transparency, yeah. I'm active on them purely so I can learn. Hmm. I would hmm. probably personally yeah. would not be an avid user of social media if it wasn't my business. Really? Yeah. It's hmm. super interesting. Um, not for any reason, not for any like, oh, I don't think it's good or anything like that. Just yeah. me personally, like I enjoy like nature and yeah. and my family and just, hmm. uh, you know, exercise and things like yeah. that. Right. So I wouldn't spend a lot of time on social media, but I do because I want to learn like yeah. LinkedIn right now is, is the hot platform, yeah. you know, um, <clears throat> it's been around forever, but it's got its moment right now. Right. And so I'm on that a lot to try to learn, to try to see, you know, what types of content do people mm-hmm. put out and, or, um, engage with. Yeah. So, uh, here's an, in another instance, I posted something about, um, how I believe brand is more important than SEO. Mm-hmm. So SEO search engine, engine optimization. Mm-hmm. Um, they're both very important. Um, but trying to get yourself ranking first in Google in my opinion, is not as important as getting everybody to know your brand so they're going mm-hmm. to search for you, not right. just ser- searching for what you offer. Yeah. Right? So if you're searching for, you know, coffee mug um, and you don't know any brands, you're going to go on Google mm-hmm. and search for, you know, whatever, organic coffee mug or, you know, something <laughs> sustainable coffee mug, right? Yeah. But if there's a badass company out there that's putting out content all the time, putting out great content, loving its customers, putting out a great product, and mm-hmm. everyone knows of sustainable coffee mug XYZ, mm-hmm. they're just going to go directly to sustainable coffee mug yeah. XYZ. That's brand. Hmm. So I put a, a video out, and then I had uh, somebody who was clearly an SEO mm-hmm. um, comment and just questioned like two seconds in the video, like, you said this from minute 138 <laughs> to 145, you know, don't you think this, that, and the other thing? And, and I respond, just responded and just said, no, like, no, <laughs> I'm not saying SEO <laughs> is not yeah. uh, important. Like we do it. Good monster has, yeah. we make a lot of money off of SEO and we help a lot of companies make a lot of money from SEO. Mm-hmm. Right. But that doesn't mean if any company ever came to me and shelled out $20,000 and said like, we want to do SEO mm-hmm. if they need brand more, yeah, which is almost everyone, mm-hmm. I would say, no, you should spend that on brand because longer term, you're going to grow your business so much more and you're going to make so much more money. So yeah. I actually spent some time with that gentleman hmm. back and forth. And by the end, it, my goal wasn't necessarily to prove him wrong. It was just to make sure he wasn't pulling the, whoever was reading that over mm-hmm. to like SEO is the thing you need <laughs> yeah. because it wasn't, it was untrue. Yeah. Like it is untrue. Um, Hmm. and so I just wanted to make sure it was clear that everyone reading it, I didn't care if he knew it because he runs an SEO company probably. Yeah. You know, LinkedIn, you can see what people do. Right. So I wasn't necessarily trying to sway him. I just wanted to make sure everyone else reading it wasn't Mm -hmm. misinformed by, you know, his comments. And by Mm -hmm. the end it, it, it worked. I mean, we basically like went silent on the end that (laughs) yes, brand is more important. Here's why. Yeah, for sure. You know, so uh, negative comments. I mean, there's also negative comments that are purely people just looking to get the comment out. Mm-hmm. So people click through to their profiles. I yeah. mean, you see a lot of foreign spam <laughs> that way. And yeah. All that kind <laughs> of stuff. So to me, there's a different of a ne- of a negative comment, which is somebody genuinely, <laughs> you know, like you said that somebody commenting about the food truck, that's some, that's some restaurant owner who's gen- <clears throat> genuinely pissed yeah. that this is happening, but you can 
use that opportunity to say like, well, why don't you start a food truck <laughs> and go and put it across the yeah. <laughs> city right. so you can get more business over there yeah. while you're getting business here, right? Mm. Like instead of complaining about evolution, yeah. you know, why don't you do something about it? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think, you know, it's funny, man. Like five years ago, as I started doing this stuff, like four years ago is a way to make money. And, um, five years ago I was reading poetry and, you know, hiking the water for no, but you know, I was definitely not <laughs> as, not nearly as into it as I am today. Yeah. And there's, there's, uh, Rebecca and I just got back from our honeymoon. We went to Hawaii for 10 days. Nice. Congrats. Yeah, thank you. And, um, I didn't post a whole hell of a lot from the business, but, uh, I was more from my personal account, uh, which I never do. Uh, usually during the day, I'm never really posting on my personal stuff unless I'm sharing, you know, something I, that my business posted. And um, somebody commented and they were like, looks like you're having a great time. Now get off your phone. <laughs> and I, it's just like, I've just, it's like, I don't want to say it's become a part of me because that sounds terrible, but it's just become kind of like the way of life, I feel like. Yeah. You know? And I don't even think like feel like that I'm doing it well, but it's just become a way of life, you know. So we're we're in that, you know. I don't know how old are you? Thirty three. Yeah. So you're a little bit younger than me, and it, but it's it is a way of life. Yeah. I mean, we're stuck in this in between stage where, like, when you were born and growing up, it didn't exist. Right. Social media didn't exist, and then it did. Yeah. And then you got people stuck on both sides that are like, you shouldn't use it because mm-hmm. you're gonna miss out on the sunshine out there. Right. Um, and then you have people that are like, well, you can see sunshine in Africa mm-hmm. from your phone now. Like, yeah. so like, can't we do both? So I don't know. It's <laughs> we're we're in this weird spot. We're in yeah. 50 years. It's not even going to be a, you yeah. know, a thing like social media will be the way of life. Like right. nobody will know any different. Yeah. It'll rank us and yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff, yeah. you know, in real life. <laughs> so it's just, it's just changed, man. I mean, some people can embrace it. Some people don't. And yeah. I feel like the fact that, um, and I feel like those comments are probably like much more, uh, they probably represent a much larger small business segment, you know, like, um, is social media a thing? You know, I I know for a fact that there's at least 40% of the restaurant owner population in our area that's asking that question who still haven't posted anything. Like, is Facebook. it valuable for me? Right. Yeah. Exactly. And the fact that like that question is being at, like that's already passed. Like that passed a couple years ago, you know, the yeah. answer to that question, the importance of asking that question passed a couple years ago. So to any of them thinking about that yeah. right now or listening, I'm sorry, anybody who's listening, who is thinking that right now, yeah. um, my father-in-law just opened a uh, travel center in Utica. Okay. So my wife and, and newborn son and, and I went out and mm-hmm. went there. It was a soft opening. Mm-hmm. Didn't tell a soul hmm. outside of kind of the family and the workers that it was opening. Yeah. Hence soft opening, right? Yeah. Um, didn't even tell the like local businesses. Hmm. Um, and the only thing that they did was they had been posting the progress on Facebook. Okay. The only thing. They hadn't done any advertisements. They hadn't done any press. Yeah. Nothing. Um, so they did the soft opening and had probably 100 people roll through there. Wow. Only saw it on Facebook. That's awesome. Right? Yeah. So, mm. I mean, that proves it right there. In an area that is not social media. I mean, it's in Frankfurt. 
Yeah. Right. So, hmm. so, you know, you don't get a lot of people who are on TikTok or, yeah. you know, any of that, the, the newer age um, right. social media platforms. So yeah, there's a lot of case studies or examples of this. Yeah. Um, you know, original grain. I right. mean, yeah. he's exclusively on social media. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And he's, been able to he be, being Chris mm-hmm. has been able to pull people down from SU kids from from SU which has been mm. historically tough yeah for downtown restaurants to do listen yeah there's there's businesses in Westcott that have a tough time getting the SU kids there you know yeah so obviously I'm a little biased yeah for sure with and you know you and I are both a little, probably a little bit yeah. biased but it's it, it's it doesn't break my heart but it's sad mm. to see that companies aren't embracing it or aren't at least like trying to look at it because it right. can really grow their business. Yeah. Incredibly. It's, um, I still get frustrated. I have to like, uh, I get frustrated a lot of stuff if you haven't been able to tell, but I get really frustrated when I see a restaurant doing a bad job on their social accounts. Um, and really that's just a conversation of Facebook for this area at least. Yeah. But then also putting money into like local television commercials um, or print, even depending on who they are. Uh, I just had a restaurant who it was just such a great example of how it can hurt you. They, they were running a big Facebook ad, um, for Valentine's day. And it was a picture of, it's a restaurant that's been in Syracuse for decades. Um, the picture was clearly people who aren't from here. Uh, it was like this couple sitting across from each other, leaning over a table to kiss and a dozen red roses, on the table, uh, the guy was in like a tuxedo. The woman was in like a gown, and this is like a family restaurant, yeah. you know. And uh, and also clearly not in the restaurant that was promoting it. But it was a big enough Facebook uh, ad budget. I don't know exactly what they spent, but you could see it had an, enough likes that they had put more than like ten bucks yeah. into it. And maybe 70% of the comments were, which restaurant is that? There's no way in hell that's this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where is that again? Uh, but at the, the same time I was at the gym and saw them with the worst, like low budget, local television commercial running at five in the morning, mm, you yeah. know, the si- exact same restaurant. Spend money and they will come. Yeah, man. It's a I, mi- mindset that's tough to get out of. Yeah, it is for sure, especially uh, in some of those really expensive mediums, and you know, I mean, local television. I'm sure I've never I've never worked with local TV commercials. I can't imagine it's cheap. I mean, radio is kind of expensive for the area. Yeah, uh, it's it's affordable. You know, I mean, is it? It is. And and listen, I mean, we do a lot of digital, but I'm not against TV or billboards or. Uh, print at all you just need to use it in the right way yeah at the right time yes you know so versus just saying oh if i spend ten thousand dollars on tv it's gonna work yeah you have to do it in the right way you have to be smart about it yeah and um you know listen you have a you ha- a lot of these the tv the radio they have sales reps their job mm-hmm. is just to sell you shit yeah for sure so you have to be a little bit you have to have somebody who can ask the questions or to try to figure out like, is this actually the right time? Are they just sticking me in like dead air space? Cause it's there and they're selling it to me for dirt cheap. Right. Right. Hmm. So a lot of times like, you know, ha- having somebody that understands that, even if you 
consult with somebody or something like that before you spend it's it's worth the money yeah to hire somebody <laughs> or to find somebody who can like investigate before you start spending money on things like that because mm. just because it's local tv just because it's local digital yeah doesn't mean it's going to work right right just yeah. spending money on facebook ads yes. or instagram ads or youtube ads isn't going to work right. it's no different from tv billboards facebook yeah just Building a website because it's there doesn't mean it's going to bring you business. Yeah. All marketing has to be a mix of science and art for it to actually work. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I've noticed that with a couple of Facebook video ads I've ran for the card and some stuff that I put out that I've made. Like I did a dumb video holding that bear and acting like mm, nice. uh, it was the one talking about the Eat Local CMY card. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, that didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I was like crying, laughing, thinking. You know what, though? That's worth its weight in gold, right? Because yeah. you learn the types of things that work and don't right. work. Like you might think something's hilarious yeah. and it doesn't do shit, and you're like, oh, okay, well, that's just me. Yeah. I'm not going to do that again, but I'll try this thing over here, and that might work. Right. I spent $50 on a Facebook ad to learn that nobody thought that that was funny enough to buy the card. Yeah. That was it. And that's great $50, you know? Yeah. So a year and a half ago, Thanksgiving morning, I'm going through the Black Friday ads. Yeah. See a camera on sale and I'm like, you know, I need to start doing better content. And so I just bought it. Nice. Um, and so uh, I wish I had researched it a little bit more and, you know, got, got something a little bit different. But it's worked great. And then this camera was a, I mean, that setup right there, the lens and the camera is like 1700 bucks new. Um, I got it off Facebook, off somebody uh, who just wanted to get rid of it for like 700 bucks. Wow. And it was only like a month old. Um, Side note, Facebook Marketplace is like yes. the real deal. I love flipping <laughs> digital cameras. On yeah. There. I buy, I've bought like, I've done it 10 times maybe. Wow. I just find a cam. I know, you know, I've been like, I know enough about them. Yeah. And find a good deal and then turn around and yeah. And sometimes, sometimes I'm a dick and I like wait and like wind up buying it for you know a third of what they sold it for. Yeah. Or what they listed it for. I mean, because Dude, you're not a dick supply and yeah. demand. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and then I get to play around with that camera for a couple of weeks while I turn around and sell it for a profit. It's fun. Nice. Yeah. Gary Vaynerchuk would be proud. I know. I tried, you know, I love, I'm wearing his 05s right now on my feet. This year. Oh, sick, right. are you? Yeah. And uh, I love listening to, you know, his stuff. I was just listening to him before you came in. And uh, the only thing I haven't, that's the only flip game I've been able to get into yeah. successfully. I went up to like the um, thrift store and found some like vintage Miller High Life sign, mm -hmm. right, for like a quarter. Yeah. And went on eBay and it was selling for like 20 bucks. And I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. You know, it's going to work. And I lit, I posted it and it sold. And then I saw the eBay fees were like $10 or whatever it was. Yeah. I was like, what the hell? This isn't a good idea. <laughs> like, I've never been, I never got into flipping really? anything. I don't yeah. know. I honestly don't have the patience. Mm. I mean, yeah. you know, like it's, just for me, like my ADD kicks in and I can't <laughs> wait and yeah. <laughs> I can't like, yeah, man. it's like painful. Yeah. It's just not, not me. Yeah. Um, I get that. But it is really cool. Like how obviously he promotes it and he, yeah. um, as he, and maybe this is a good segue into the conference, yeah. but as he's, uh, as we now have him coming to the conference, right. I've been listening to him a bunch more to get some context because mm -hmm. we're still, uh, finalizing like what he's going to talk about. Okay. And I yeah. really want to get some context into 
you know, I've been aware of him for a long time since wine library. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a different business an online business and, okay. he, and he had started a wine library right around the same mm-hmm. time. Not, not the site, but the, um, show yeah, wine okay. library TV cool. right around when we started project rock city. Okay. And so I was like taking pieces from him. So, yeah, but I've like been in and out of like following him. Um, so anyways, I was listening to a podcast where he was saying why he started to talk about flipping. And it's mm-hmm. because I had, he's like, I had so many people saying like, oh, I have no money to start right. this business. I don't, I can't, yeah. you know, I can't afford it. And he's like, well, here's how you go afford it. And right. That's why I started talking about going on to garage sales and flipping and, yeah. and making a nest that way. And then yeah. using that to start the next thing. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's pretty right. insightful. Yeah. 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 So to get that camera, that's what I did. I just flipped like eight other cameras, you know, and then use that to use that to buy that, you know? So yeah, I get that completely. And, uh, I love his early, you know, like I have a client, we have a weekly wine tasting show. It's nothing like wine library. This Mm -hmm. is just funny. It's like, um, the person that knows doesn't, it's not, she's not like a wine expert by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but it's, she tastes a glass of wine we tell some funny story and then we put it on sale for nice. that week and that's it. And it oh, works, sweet. man. It converts well. That's fun. You know, and that's just straight from Gary V. So, yeah. yeah. So September 17th, is that right? That's correct. You guys have this conference at the on center. Yep. Um, and Gary Vaynerchuk, AJ Vaynerchuk are going to be the, or Gary's going to be the headline speaker. AJ is going to be here speaking, which mm-hmm. that's, yeah. that's a pretty rare opportunity to have both of them speak, isn't it? I don't know if, I, I don't know if they've ever spoken together. Yeah. I mean, maybe they will between now and then, but mm-hmm. uh, to my knowledge, they haven't Yeah, in the same talk. So what made you want to put this conference on? Uh, so w- I have two other partners, Al Kutri and Rob Shager mm-hmm. and, um, uh, Rob and I were just having coffee and he's a, he's a business developer. He's a networker. Okay. Just, he knows and, and loves to network, mm. you know, both for professional, mm. you know, reasons, but just that's the type of guy he is also. Yeah. Um, so he puts on these events in Saratoga and Albany, I believe maybe okay. Utica also small networking, happy hour style events mm. where, um, they'll bring in somebody local to talk about something, mm you know, for, for a few minutes and then hmm. share some drinks and business yeah. cards and things like that. And he's like, cool. he's like, Hey, I want to put one of these events out in Syracuse. Um, hmm. any way you want to partner up and do it. Mm-hmm. Cause he usually partners with somebody out there to, you know, make sure people are there, yeah. get there and, and, uh, attend. And I said, um, per- personally, like I'm so flat out, like I have a, so I have Good Monster. We have Noble now, and I have a third company that I own with my wife, uh, a jeans company. I'm fascinated by that, by the way. And uh, I just I I I'm always fascinated by somebody. <laughs> I sell a product, yeah, and never doing the content like any content for it. Yeah, I'm fascinated by like every time I see something like that because uh, I think I've been following that for at least like maybe a year and a half or two years, and. Uh, I'm like, oh my god, that must be amazing to have like a gene company that you can it's, just create content. It's for crazy. All the time. It is. So, um, sorry to it's a whole other beast. Yeah, yeah. like oh, it is. Sure. It is super interesting because you know, Good Monster is a service company. Yeah, uh, Jackson Jovi is a product right. consumer product company, and now we have No Bull, which is an event. I mean, they're just vastly different business models. Yeah, and you know, you might think you learn one thing from one <laughs> that you can apply to the other. And like, you're like, Oh shit, only like 10% of what I know actually applies <laughs> to this new business. So I have to learn all that too. Yeah. 
So uh, Rob came to me and I, he asked me, hey, do you want to help me put this on? I said, honestly, no. <laughs> you know, I want to help you and I will introduce you to maybe somebody who w- does want to go in. But yeah. um, I just, in my gut, like I don't have any passion or desire to, to put on a small networking event. Like mm-hmm. most of Good Monsters business and clients are not in the area. Yeah. You know, they're all over the country and a few all over the world now. Mm. Um, and, you know, from a bit, from a professional standpoint, like I don't see it helping Good Monster out. Jackson Jovi's customers are all over the world. Like, I don't see it helping that. And so this would just be sort of like a feel good thing for me. Mm-hmm. I love meeting new people, but to put in a ton of effort yeah. to do it, I just don't have it in me right now. Mm-hmm. Plus I was about to have a newborn yeah. son, yeah, the first one. So yeah, thank you. I said, so no, uh, but I will help you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's like, okay, cool. Let me think about it. And, you know, let me know if you have anybody in mind. And um, we, we, meet every once in a while, just personally grab some drinks or coffee or something. Yeah. And the next time we met, I said, listen, I don't want to do the small thing, but I've always had this sort of underlying desire to show the world how awesome central New York is. Hmm. Um, you know, good monster has had the opportunity to, to, um, we didn't actually get it, but we had the opportunity to help market, um, some of the Adirondacks oh, cool. and, um, some, central New York cities, Hmm. you know, through RFPs and things like that. And I was like super excited. I was like, Oh, finally. And we didn't end up getting it. Okay. Um, but I've always wanted to do it. I grew up here. Um, I've lived Mm -hmm. here almost my whole life with the exception of about four years where I moved, moved around from Boston to to Richmond. Mm -hmm. And I love it. I love the fall. I love the weather. I, I actually love the snow and the (laughs) winter, you know, I wouldn't want it year round, but I love the change of the seasons. Right. And we're now in this, time when there's so much energy and so much support mm-hmm. for not only Syracuse, but other upstate cities, right? Yeah. So you can look at the numbers and the economy, you know, has, has not been great previously. It's in a pretty good, you know, yeah. potential growth potential place. Now yeah. some good things are happening. Money's coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Microsoft is moving into the area. Yeah. Uh, you have a lot of investment and, and potential, right? Mm. And you have people here, uh, I was just talking to to somebody yesterday. It was actually on the video we're filming with BHG for the conference. And we're talking about how there's this energy in the city that feels like it's, um, it's from outside. Like people are coming in Mm -hmm. and being like, wow, this city is actually pretty awesome. Yeah. You know, like I like the people, Mm -hmm. I like the opportunities. Look at these companies that are growing and and doing really well here. TCG player and, you know, companies that are young and growing. Hmm. Um, so there's this, there's this energy and passion of people who have sort of a chip on their shoulder that grew up here, but there's also people that are coming in. Hmm. Um, met a gentleman that, uh, just moved here cause his wife is a hand surgeon. Oh, cool. Uh, I forgot where she's working, but she got a job here. Yeah. He's a consultant, very successful one uh-huh. goes around the country. He hmm. came in, he's like, man, I didn't have a good like feeling about Syracuse. I'm like, I'll live there, but only because I travel five days a week. He's like, I came here. He's like, I love everything. Like I, you know, I go to all these events and I meet all these people and it's like, Mm. I fell in love with this area. I fell in love with the weather. I fell in love with Mm. the people and the area and you're central to everything. Like he's like, I was surprised. Yeah. So all this energy has sort of like Mm. been there. Right. So with this event, uh, when Rob came to me and said this, I said, no, I don't want to do the small thing, but I've always wanted to like 
hit a home run that just all of a sudden put Central New York on the map in a big way. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I think the way to do that is to bring in exciting things mm-hmm. that people already know, yeah, like a Gary Vaynerchuk or something like that. Like bring in something where people will travel to the area yeah. and then we can win them over. Hmm. Right. So I, I, growing up here, I was like, that's, that's the way I think you have to do it. Yeah. You know? Um, so companies like a TCG player are doing that. Like you go inside TCG player yeah. places ridiculous, Unreal. Yeah. you know? So from somebody who's moving from Delaware or Pennsylvania or Ohio or wherever, and they're looking at a job there. They go there. That's that's impressive. Yeah, I think sure. we need to do the same thing. So I said, I, I would, um, I would invest my time, some of my money, and 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 any resources that I can, mm-hmm. if we can pull off an event, a conference, mm-hmm. a festival, something that that eventually can rival what South by Southwest did for Austin. Yeah. So that was the core of where Noble started is let's start the next South by Southwest. Yeah. We can't call it the North by Northeast <laughs> or whatever because I feel like that might get yeah. us in a little I, – I mean, maybe not, but yeah, maybe just be confusing. Right. Um, And he's like, yeah, I, uh, I'd be interested in that. Hmm. Like, let's, t- let's talk through it. Yeah. So as soon as we said that, the very next day we met – um, and it just started moving so incredibly fast. Wow. Like we came up with a name, like this happened so fluid, mm-hmm. flu- um, fluidly, that's a word. I don't yeah, even know, <laughs> uh, that it's shocking to me. Yeah. It's shocking to Al. It's shocking to Rob. I mean, it happened so fast. It happened in the matter of a few weeks where we were like, what should the name be? Let's, let's, let's do a no bullshit business conference. Boom. Yeah. Done. No well, bull. To let's, be honest, I didn't think it was going to happen. Because I was, I mean, Al. It's too big. I know. Al showed up to uh, Cafe Kubal's office, and I heard him talking about it, and then came around the corner, and he mentioned it to me, or, you know, Matt and them were talking, and so they were like, yeah, we're going to be bringing Gary Vee, and we just have to sell this many bottles of wine. And I was like, well, that's <laughs> yeah. not going to happen. Yeah. Once we said $100,000 worth of wine. Yeah. Everyone, everyone probably. Right. You know, no, nobody would say it to our face, but we got some funny looks of like, oh. And then, like a few few weeks later, you announced it, and I was like, "I wonder if they sold it." I was like, yeah. "I wonder if this is like a, we're just gonna put it out there in the universe and hope that we hit it." And I was like, "I went to uh, actually their business card. I went to Gardner and Caporelli for mm. a meeting, yeah. and I saw all their cases of wine. I was like, <laughs> they fucking sold all that wine.' <laughs> yeah, it's it's been a wild ride. So, I mean, we we came up with the name, brought Alan because Al has yeah. a background in events, and yeah. we needed somebody who's gonna throw a badass event. Yeah, you know, and it the mm-hmm. the synergy between the three of us is perfect. I mean, mm-hmm. when I say we this this is this thing is meant to happen. Mm-hmm. Twenty years from now, no bull. 20, 40, 40, I guess, uh, is going to be a massive 10 day conference slash festival. Yeah. And it's going to be, you know, a, a a destination event. Like it's, it's going to happen. And the reason why I say that is that not only are Al, Rob and I, that type of people Mm -hmm. who are just going to push it forward, but we all have our own strong, um, suits and, Mm -hmm. and, um, our, our lanes that we stay in. Right. So I, and the ideas, the marketing, mm-hmm. you know, the there's nothing we can't do kind of guy. Yeah. You know, Rob is the keep us grounded, make sure all the, you know, financing and all the things that need to happen to run a business are in check. Yeah. And Al is the events, um, you know, mm-hmm. networker kind of 
you know, um, operations yeah. type person, you know, and we all fit really well together. So the idea for Gary was very intentional. Mm-hmm. Um, it was who is the biggest name that we can get that has the widest reach at the same time. Yeah. So like hmm. we could have gone out and gotten some big time CEO to come talk, Yeah. you know, like, um, I don't know, the CEO of Spotify or something paid mm-hmm. a bunch of money and gotten him, but that would have been a very narrow audience. Yeah. Um, he would, the Spotify name or whatever would have gotten some recognition and like, Oh, he's the founder of the CEO. Like, so I'm going to go see him, but mm-hmm. he wouldn't get college kids right. who want inspiration on how to start a business or mm-hmm. how to choose their career path. Yeah. So Gary was the, mm-hmm. was the one he's the, he, he is the reason and when I'm on stage, like right before he comes on, like I'm g- going to give him a big thank you mm-hmm. because he's the reason why this event is starting. Yeah. Um, we made a very conscious decision that if we wouldn't, if Gary said no or we couldn't get him, mm-hmm. that the event wasn't going to happen. Hmm. So he is the, he wow. is the deciding factor. And yeah. so, um, you know, we couldn't afford to get him here, so we have a we had a very interesting way to get him here. Yeah, um, stemming he's... back to our talk about flipping and bartering yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, because he's like a, a like two or three hundred thousand dollars for a single speaking gig, big right? time. Yeah, yeah, big time. Um, and so just hit him up on Twitter and Instagram mm-hmm. and LinkedIn and every platform, and just said, "Hey, uh, his new wine company, Empathy. Yeah. I know he was putting a lot of effort into that. Mm-hmm. So I said, what if we sell a bunch of bottles? Mm-hmm. Started with a thousand, no answer. Started <laughs> then went to 2000, no answer. I think got to 3000 and somebody on his team reached out on LinkedIn and said, Hey, this is super interesting. Can we chat? Mm-hmm. So jumped on the phone with, um, Andrew, I think his name was mm-hmm. and talked through what the event is and what we're trying to do. And I said, listen, this is, we're trying to build the next South by Southwest, but we're trying to do it in a way that is moving people forward in a positive way. Mm -hmm. So we envision this starting with business and showing people the way to um, grow their business, you know, the unbiased way, not, you know, bringing people in, bringing a TV executive in to talk about why TV is the best or bringing a, um, you know, venture capital firm in to talk about how you, get funding from a venture capital firm. We're going to bring in people who have done great things to talk about things that they're not financially invested in. Mm -hmm. Um, So we pitched this to him and Hmm. negotiated and he's like, okay, well if you can sell 5,000 bottles, um, we're in, Hmm. we'll do it. So uh, we came up with the terms of the agreement and ended up selling through 25,000, um, dollars worth of, uh, wine in the first 20 days. Wow. And then, um, fast forward to today. And how did, I mean, how did we're you at do about 75,000? How did you do that? Um, because there weren't any, Facebook I don't know. Ads. I, I don't mean, know. No, we did zero marketing. That was right. part of the contract is we couldn't announce Gary's name. Really? Yeah. I know that. Yeah. I, yeah. I know that you can announce him, but I mean, you guys were going around and just meeting with people. Hustling. I mean, like literally like 50 years ago, there were door to door salesmen for like knives. Right. We did that. That's amazing. Except we were hustling wine. In fact, we had a lot of people that thought we were working for empathy. (laughs) I mean, just consider like, I mean, we've been at this now for 41 minutes, right? Yeah. 
just consider what we were talking about in the beginning about SEO and branding. Zero of that. None of that. None of that. That's amazing. And I mean, that was tough because that was my original thought Mm -hmm. for this whole, like, let's offer him this is that we were going to have a little ticker Mm. like on our website that showed like where we were at. Mm-hmm. And so we were going to launch it and it would have said like, you know, whatever hundred dollars we're mm. now at, we have to get to a hundred thousand. Yeah. And then we were going to say like, help us get Gary here. Mm. That was the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but they were like, no, can't do that. Like, yeah, there's too much on the line. And I totally right. understand why, like Gary's brand is on the line and like, yeah. you know, what if something goes wrong? What if, what if only, we only sell five hundred dollars worth of wine, right. like, yeah. and then he's gonna have to say, like, no, I'm not coming. Like, right. in yeah. hindsight, I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense. And a lot of, I mean, you would see something like that in a lot of different areas, I'm sure. Yeah, you know, um, it's kind of what's the uh, what's the uh, website where you can go and contribute to somebody's project? Oh like, yeah, like, like a GoFundMe. Yeah, like a yeah. GoFundMe. Yeah. Um, so it, it just that kind of reminds me of that when you said that. Yeah, it's but. It, it's amazing that you guys fucking did that yeah just by running around in person and then he opened up all the the doors so when i say like he he his name attached to this Mm -hmm. um and his team knew it i mean they knew as soon as we announced gary like it's gold yeah everyone else is gonna flock to it right Mm so um he part of the contract was to have his brother come speak Mm -hmm. um um, his brother's trying aj vaynerchuk yeah is the ceo of vayner sports the the sports division of VaynerX, the mm-hmm. umbrella company. Um, and so he's going to come speak. I'm re- actually, re- I'm excited to see Gary, obviously, but I'm yeah. really excited to hear AJ talk because yeah. his topic is how to build a rhino instead of a unicorn. Oh, that's cool. And it like speaks to my heart. It's basically yeah. like, okay, all, everyone wants to try to build the next Facebook or Amazon or they want to get passive income. They want to take the easy way and make a billion dollars and mm-hmm. drive around Ferraris and all this kind of stuff, yeah. right? Um, well, this is like, instead of trying to shoot for the unicorn, which you should plan on never being able to achieve, mm-hmm. um, because it's probably not Yeah. right. <laughs> Especially if you're doing it in the way where you think where it's, let's go raise a bunch of money right. and then build this thing and they will come instead, build a rhino, you know, sell one coffee cup, then yeah. sell two, then sell three. And then when you hit a competitor, find a way to smash through them or find a better product or make yours better and then sell 10 cups. Right. So it's, it's one foot in front of the other smash through boundaries and, and like make it happen versus trying to go, you know, shoot for the moon with a hundred million dollar investment. Yeah. All right. So So I'm really excited. You, you saying that I, I've never thought of this question before because I kind of feel bad, but, um, how do you feel about competition? I love it. Do you love it because it's like, uh, I want to beat that? Like, is it like a goal to achieve? Like, I'm going to get more clients, get more billions. I'm going to overtake that competitor. Or do you love it in the fact of like, oh, there's space for everybody. We can all get along. I'm a, I'm a real competitive person. Mm-hmm. I'm more competitive with myself okay. than other people. Okay. Right? So I'm always trying to beat myself. Yeah. I'm trying to beat what I did yesterday. Um, I have a background in fitness and sports and mm-hmm. athletics and, and uh, you're training for an endurance. Side. I'm currently training for a 50 mile race. Yeah. yeah. Um, awesome. and I'm not a runner, Yeah, so <laughs> it's been quite the, and we're in the mid dead of winter, yeah. which also adds another <laughs> element, but, uh, I got to ask you a question about that when you're done. Yeah. Um, so I've been very competitive with myself. So most of it stems 
from that. Mm -hmm. But I'm also, you know, to get real deep here, like one thing that I, I don't love about myself is that I do look at other people and like what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And then I, I sort of am like, I want to like be there. Right. And I'm like, what is it like to be there? And like, Hmm. and you know, do what they're doing or be that successful. And so I find myself, uh, looking at like how they did it Mm -hmm. and then getting away from whatever I'm doing to do that. Yeah. So I would say up until my mid twenties, like that's, that's the route I was taking. I started a few businesses in my mid twenties mm-hmm. and I built this, like my first one was an online personal training company, Okay, built it. And then just basically looked at what everyone else was doing in the space and like did that in my business. Hmm. So essentially I created the same business they were. So I didn't have any differentiation. Yeah. Right. So I hit my thirties and I sort of realized that about myself and I, and I have made a conscious effort to change that and just, focus on what I'm doing and do it better every day, stay competitive with myself. Hmm. Um, so when I look at long winded answer to your question, but when I look at like business competition, Mm -hmm. uh, sure. There's a piece of me that wants to beat everyone and be the king of the mountain. Right. Um, but at the same time, I immediately, when I think of that, Mm -hmm. I immediately also see the opportunity that there are so many fish in the sea. Yeah. You know, good monster can be a hundred million dollar company right alongside uh, you know, my friend Jeff's company, Digital Hive. Yeah. They can also be a hundred million dollar company. Right. Right. Um, and Jeff's an amazing person. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing is like, I never look at competition personally. Yeah. It's only professionally. Yeah. Okay. You know, like I want no bull yeah. to beat South by Southwest, Yeah, but I could meet the South by Southwest <laughs> owners and go get a drink with them and have a great time and talk yeah. about the craziness mm. of growing an event. I mean, yeah. so, so there's, mm. there's that division, Yeah, you know, it's never on a personal level for, for me. Right. I never get like, you know, jealous of the other person yeah. or like, I want them to fail. Yeah. It's always just from a company standpoint. Yeah. I personally, I struggle with the difference. Um, I've never been a really competitive person, um, but I found myself getting more competitive over the past couple years. And for me, I think maybe just because I was never really strongly competitive for me, it's trying to find the balance between like kind of that healthy competitiveness, trying to, you know, be better and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And um, just shitting on somebody else. Yeah. You know, so trying to find that balance for me has been a struggle and you know, it's, it's like the pendulum swing, you know, I'm kind of a dick, you know, uh, you know, and my wife gets the most honest conversation, like comments that, you know, more than anybody else from me. And so, um, if she didn't love me as much as she does and she was just a innocent bystander, she would say, yeah, Anthony's kind of a dickhead when it comes to this stuff. You yeah. Know? Um, he just can't stand what other people do. And so I know that's going to swing back and I can kind of see it like that way now where I'm starting to kind of come more to like, everything's great and there's space for everybody. And I know I'm going to, you know, maybe in the next year land in the middle and yeah. kind of be able to have that balance. But I've just been curious about that, about like what it's like for somebody to really be competitive and want to be um, great at what they do. Not the best, because I don't feel like really in something this large, any one person or company is ever going to be the best. Yeah. But you can be really great. You know, you can, you know, your, I guess, personal best, whatever that is. Yeah. And I think it stems from the person too, right? I mean, it takes a 
special person to like be okay with like growing at 20 miles an hour when somebody else is growing at 30 miles an hour right next to you. Yeah. Right. It's, it's tough. Like, you know, for anybody, even if you're not super, if you're super competitive, it's probably like a stab in the heart. Yeah. Right. But if you're just like a normal person who's like (laughs) motivated, it's not fun to watch somebody pass you or, or, you know, do a better job or win a client over you or something like that. Right. It's not fun, Mm -hmm. but, um, I can just share with you, you know, when anytime any of that creeps up for me, Mm -hmm. I immediately go back to just like my personal life and my wife and son and my parents and her parents and the life that we have. And I'm like, whoever that person is, whoever is running that company or whoever's in charge of that, like they have what I have Mm -hmm. personally in their own world. Yeah. They're just another person doing their job. Yeah. I mean, there, there, there shouldn't be no personal, like getting pissed off personal yeah. angst oh, yeah, because sure. something's happening. Yeah. Like you can be disappointed. Like, Ooh, my company didn't win that. Yeah. But the moment you get to that person did mm-hmm. that and I didn't get it. Yeah. Then it's, you're in a dangerous place. Yeah. For sure. And that's, that's you, that's internal. That's not something that anybody else did to you. Yeah. That's your own perspective. So yeah, just what works for me. Anytime I even get near any of that is, mm. is just to take a step back and get some perspective on, yeah. Okay. We just lost this hundred thousand dollar job, um, for whatever reason, like we did the best we could do Mm -hmm. and we did a great job and I'm confident in my team and I'm confident in our proposal, Yeah, but we didn't get it because an existing agency already had a relationship Mm. with the CEO or they, you know, go to happy hour every Friday and, Mm. or they put it on RFP and they Mm. were never going to pick a new one. It's just something they had to do. Like there's all these other factors that the humans on the other hand, other end, you know, have, have little to do with, uh, in connection with my personal, you know, perspective on that. Yeah. So it's, you lose some, you win some is, is (laughs) such a good attitude to have as long as you work hard. Yeah. Um, this is going, uh, really well in line with the last episode, which was the one with Paul. Oh yeah. And, uh, like Paul's a, awesome. I was introduced to him. Yeah. I mean, I knew of him and I knew of Glaze and confused, but I was really personally introduced to him from no bull and Al okay. and yeah. helping out with this event. He's been a great support. Yeah. Just from a networking, right. Emotional support kind of yeah. like, let's do this thing. Yeah. Position. Paul's the type of person. I mean, I've been in, I've had, plenty of comments, uh, pr- plenty of conversations with other people. And we always say, I don't know how he does it because there's times where like, I mean, it, at the end of the day, it's a bakery. So you have to be there super early in the morning yeah. to start getting your product ready. And then he's out making the wholesale deliveries himself and doing his social and, you know, it's just, it's unreal. So, yeah. um, yeah, Paul's a great guy. And that was the basis of our conversation was like, um, up until recently, I just, I brought on our first kind of like staffer person, like super side hustle part-time um, last year, and she's our event planner. And we started doing that. We wanted to do events um, like um, every month to have a different event. And so I brought her on. And then with all the clients posting their social, because I schedule it out for the week. And so I would do that on Sundays. And so Sundays, my wife and I have a, the routine of like, going to church, going to the grocery store, going to core and being home at by like one, one thirty. Nice. And then I would just be on the couch the rest of the day on my phone, scheduling posts. Yeah. And like non-existent, you know, in her life. Um, 
And so I decided it was like, okay, something has to change with that. So I just hired somebody else to now do all the posting for me. And that has freed up so much time. Yeah. Uh, it's, um, it's absolutely amazing. Nice. You know, to kind of be in that position and not have to do those everything yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That feels really good. That's good. Good yeah. for you. So Paul and I were kind of talking about that. It's like, you know, what is that balance? Right. At the end of our lives. It's tough. Am I going to care about Eat Local CNY? Yeah. You know, I mean, is that really going to be a factor? Right. Um, you know, in my wedding, my brothers and their best man speeches were, you know, talking at like, you know, poking fun at like eat local, you know, he's the restaurant king of central New York, you know, yeah, just dumb jokes like that, <laughs> which are funny, but do I really care if somebody makes that joke at my funeral or not? You know, you know, you know uh, a way to look at it too, is that you, who knows if this will be around two, 10, 20, yeah. but it could very well evolve into the next thing, right? Which is the thing that you will remember at your funeral, yeah. right? Like, so it's, it, it you, can, you don't know. You can't plan for it. I right. mean, when we started Project Rock City, I didn't know it was going to end here. Yeah. I mean, it's not ended, but right. it, it, I didn't know it was going to be here. Yeah. I didn't want to start an agency or anything like that. Like, it just happened. It yeah. was, like, born out of a need to create, which just sounds like, you know, right. sort of what yours is. The, yeah. You know, the internal need to, to create, to, um, you know, show people yeah. the great restaurants in, in central New York. and Yeah you know, and to kind of mesh those things together. So you never know where it's going to end. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. So I had had these questions down before you got in, and I was just thinking that'd be kind of fun um, to get your perspective on them. Sure, fire away. So um, the first one is, uh, let's say that I'm a restaurant owner, or I'm about to be a restaurant owner, uh, building the place out, concept, all that kind of stuff. But I'm like two months away from opening. Mm-hmm. And opening the doors for business. And I haven't done anything on uh, any marketing or social or anything like that yet. So what would your suggestion be of what should I do to start getting the word out? Um, this isn't marketing, but the first thing is make sure you have a good product. Uh, <laughs> you'd be surprised. Maybe you wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, right, but yeah. how many people... Um, it depends, right? If you're a chef, it's probably going to be amazing. If you're somebody who's like, Oh, I want to open a restaurant and Mm -hmm. you randomly just go hire a chef to come in and make it. It could start any number of ways, right? But make sure you have something that's Mm. good because any business, let alone the restaurant business, if you don't, it's going to fizzle out immediately, Mm -hmm. right? Restaurant business has got to be it. Number one, number two, number three, hardest yeah. thing to, oh, yeah. hardest industry to be successful at, right? Yeah. So number one, have have a good product. And if you don't, get it right as soon mm-hmm. as you can. Mm-hmm. Get people in here, get their feedback, get their honest feedback. Um, so that, the reason I say that is that ties to brand, yeah. right? That is your brand, is how amazing your products are. And mm-hmm. if if somebody goes in and has a bad product, yeah, they're not going to come back and they're not going to tell anybody mm-hmm. unless they tell any, everybody that you have a bad product. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Uh, so the second thing is the customer service, you know, um, that's might even be more important than, the, than the product <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. Right. If you love the people who are serving you food and your food's just okay, mm-hmm. you might go back just for the service. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Those are sort of the same. Let's ball those into the same thing. Have a great product, right? Yeah. But from a marketing standpoint, the most efficient thing that you can do 
is to go invite people with large audiences to your restaurant hmm. and give them the world, hmm. um, whatever that might be. Maybe it's just one dinner where everyone, all of these influencers are all eating at the same time, taking pictures, taking video, and then they're sharing that out, you know, and, and sharing that to their audiences. Mm-hmm. So that could be um, somebody who's got a huge Instagram or YouTube following, or it could be uh, a local food critic. I don't, you know, it, it just depends yeah. on where you are and, and what you're doing, but hmm. invite and get people with large audiences in there. We'll call them influencers Yeah, in there uh, to share their experiences. Yeah. Um, and maybe it's not one time. Maybe it's, they get to come, you do something where they come in every day for a week straight. Yeah. They get free food. Hmm. They get free drinks. Um, maybe even give them so like invite them, like give them a local hotel stay. If they're coming from out of the area, like yeah. go big yeah. because, mm-hmm. um, that will provide more social proof mm-hmm. quicker than posting on Facebook, you know, picture. I mean, you still need to do all of that yeah. stuff and that, that can come, but like running mm. ads or running ads in the newspaper or running ads on TV or something like that. Like mm. all of that is basically saying, Hey, we're awesome. Come see us. <laughs> Whereas if you invite uh, influencers in, show them a, an amazing time and get them to tell their story of their amazing time. That's ba- That's 10 other people saying, Hey, I just went to this restaurant. Yeah. They're the next greatest thing here. Mm. You got to go try it. Yeah. That means so much more than a hundred thousand dollars in ad spend or, you know, whatever else from a marketing standpoint. Yeah. I think you just answered the, uh, next two questions as well. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) No, that's great, man. (laughs) You know, it's so funny. I mean, I, I've only worked with influencer Mark. Well, I've done it a few times, but I did it for eat local back around, uh, Black Friday and, mm-hmm. and Cyber Monday. And I didn't have great success with it. I reached out to all the food Instagrammers in Syracuse. Mm-hmm. And basically for that, I th- forget what our disc, I th- it, may, it may have been 20% or 30% off is what we were running for the card for those two days. And I said, if you'll post, uh, make the post, I'll create the content and the copy. Um, you just post it with your unique discount code to be applied at the website. I'll pay you... Uh, a 30% commission. And uh, all of them said yes. And there was like 10 or 12 of them that all made a post. They all had to do it within a certain, I took it off the fire uh, festival documentary, you know, right? so except the content was really shitty. Uh, so maybe it was my fault, but t- like t- three of them had sales from it. Two of them had good sales from it. And uh, the majority of them had no sales whatsoever. Hmm. And that, now that could be attributed to any number of things. It yeah. was not great content. Um, it could be cause they're not used to making posts about go buy this, you know, it could be any number of things. Yeah. Um, but you've had success with influencer marketing. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Um, has it been more on like a larger scale or more of like micro influencers with small accounts? Uh, micro and nano is sort of a new term. Okay. Nano is everyday people. Okay. Nano's me, you, from a personal standpoint, yeah. you know, my wife. Hmm. Nano influencers are the most valuable because hmm. they're believable. Yeah. They're trustworthy. Hmm. They don't have any um, financial, you know, reasons that they're saying this is a great cup of coffee. Yeah. Um, hmm. 
even though they might. I mean, right. you can pay a nano, nano influencer, you can give them free products, things like that. But yeah. um, I'll use my good friend Chris Biley, who owns XO and, and Original Grain. Yeah. I mean, I don't know this for sure because we've actually never had this conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, so you'll have to go ask Chris. But I yeah. assume just by watching him and the success of Original Grain mm-hmm. that he didn't. He does use influencers, yeah. You know, micro, nano. Um, he'll get them from SU and and um, hmm. different colleges. But the reason why they grew is it wasn't an influencer; it was a source of influence. Mm-hmm. So hmm. he found people from SU, brought them down, yeah. And you know, you're in college; word of mouth runs like wildfire, right? Right. If there's something that's cool and hip it's going to go crazy. Yeah. So he found a source of influence at, at Syracuse university. Hmm. And now, now word spread that, Oh, you want a good grain bowl and you want some West coast food. Yeah. Go to original grain. Hmm. Right. So it wasn't in, even though he did use influencers, I know he did that, but yeah. it wasn't necessarily the influencers that did it. It was just finding a source of influence, which was Syracuse university. Yeah. So if hmm. it's not an influencer in the traditional sense of going out, paying an influencer $500 to do a post or offering them free food, you know, yeah. the example I used, um, it very well could work, Yeah. but you know, it might not work in Syracuse. It might work in LA yeah. or it might not work in LA, but it might work in Syracuse. Like it just yeah. depends on the market, right. but finding a source of influence hmm. where word of mouth can happen. So in my example of inviting people, that word of mouth might happen on Instagram yeah. or a social media network. Hmm. But if you can get word of mouth um, through people actually telling their friends or inviting them back to the restaurant because it's great, like that's a different source of, of yeah. influence. So hmm. it could be going to colleges. It could be partnering with organizations that have 500 members in your area, whatever that is. You yeah. know? So inviting the top leaders of that organization. It could be a company. Yeah. There could be a hmm. business. I don't know. What's the biggest employee? Like Upstate Medical. Right. Is that the biggest employer? It's yeah. got to be up there. Them or SU. Yeah. So you go there and you get the top dogs at, you know, the local hospital or the regional hospital huh. and invite them down and spend a lot of money on it and yeah. really get them so that then they go back and then everyone from that company goes and has lunch and all the catering they do comes through you. Like yeah. that's a, a, an influence that's right. a source of influence so that yeah. that would be the first thing that i do before i spend any money on marketing or any hmm. uh, on external marketing or or sales or anything like that is to try to find that those one or two sources of influence that can get the ball rolling yeah 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 that's great well john i can't thank you enough for coming down spending all this time with us on the podcast thanks so much for having me man yeah. really appreciate it this is awesome yeah thank you so where can people go to find out more about the No Bull Conference? Uh, Nobull2020.com. That's okay. uh, that's where we're releasing all of our new speakers. Um, you know, we only have three announced now, but mm-hmm. we have, I think, seven total. And then we're going to have four panels. Okay. Um, so we have a lot of speakers we're going to be rolling out over the next that's cool. two, three, four months. Yeah. Um, you can get tickets there. You can still do the wine deal where you mm-hmm. buy some empathy wine and put it in our code and you'll get a free ticket. Yeah. Um, you got about 12 bottles, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so noble2020.com, you can follow us on social media and something really cool too, is that because this is such a, we're, we're practicing what we preach, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, this conference is all about the real way to grow a business yeah. in 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're doing a vlog where we're we're yeah. uh, 
we have a, some of our camera crew following us around, going to our meetings, going to our internal meetings, going to people we're meeting with, mm-hmm. and just covering the things we're dealing with, you yeah. know, trying to grow this thing. Yeah. So we literally grew this from nothing with no money. Hmm. And, you know, now this is going to be a very successful 2000 person event hmm. and we're trying to track the the progress of it. So people can see whether you're trying to start your own business, you're trying to start a knitting company or, yeah. you know, an event or whatever it might be. There's always a way. Yeah. You just got to find it. Yeah. You know, that's awesome. So you can go check that out on all the social media platforms. We put it out on Facebook and YouTube and, cool. Um, IGTV. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks again, John. Absolutely. Thank you, Anthony. Well, there it is, everybody. Thank you so much for checking out the Eat Local CMY podcast. It means so much to me that you listen to these episodes. And I can't thank John again enough for coming down on a Saturday morning and spending so much time with us here on the podcast. Again, I really enjoyed having that conversation with John. And it's, you know, it's so amazing. Today I did have some questions planned out for him, um, but 90% of that podcast was not planned out. And it's just amazing where the conversation went and how, um, how much great information came out of that and getting his perspective on competition and just growing your business and trying to be the, it was just, it was great. So again, thank you so much. Make sure you find John on social media, the No Bull Conference 2020. Go follow them, follow along with their progress. And you can always go over to the website, buy your ticket for the conference, go buy a case of wine if you want to get some great wine and get a ticket to the conference. And as always, you can follow Eat Local CMY online, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, YouTube, LinkedIn, everything is just at EatLocalCNY or find us online at EatLocalCNY.com. Well, thank you so much, and we are going to catch you at the next episode. Baby, I hope I find you.